Baby Movements was created by me because I am working all the time with Baby Movements, but I wanted a different avenue of working with Baby Movements or teaching you Baby Movements. This is Michelle Turner, and I'm creator of Movement Lesson. You can find me all over the internet at Movement Lesson. Movement Lesson Academy is my main website. And today I wanted to talk about breath or what I say, what the breath. The breath is considered a reflex and I disagree with that. I will continue to present that. I presented it at Harvard, but the whole paper wasn't on breathing, but breathing and cavitation of breath is what I really want to go into in baby's first breath. Because when a baby has problems of organizing gravity and opposition, which that's what breathing is, that's what it does for the human body, not just to get air intake or oxygen intake. So when the baby doesn't organize gravity in breath, which is probably one of the easiest way that you can organize the opposition to gravity, then most likely it's a very high risk that the child will have issues with vertical presence in gravity, creating milestones without some kind of intervention. And that's where I come into play at my clinic at Movement Lesson. I've worked with babies all over the world um, from eight, seven, five grams on up. And one of the things that happens in breathing, we'll go over the healthy way of breathing and then then uh, prematurity and complications and oxygen deprivations. There's so many avenues that you can go into and structures of breathing. When a baby is being born, there's never been elimination inside the womb, meaning there's no breath, eating, or fecal matter. And when that does happen, we are in trouble already. When a baby is born, a baby's birth should happen from a natural vaginal delivery. Now, we'll be getting into when this doesn't happen, but there are movements that are missed when a child is not going into natural delivery. But when natural delivery occurs, the baby is rotating in and coming head first through the vaginal canal. When the baby starts to crown, one of the first developmental milestones or movements is the parietal bones are exposed to gravity and our, our atmosphere from the womb. And this creates a draw, a suck, a cavitation. Cavitation is a process that's found mostly in champagne bottles where the cork explodes and then the bubbles or the foam within the, the carbon and nitrogen and oxygen sort of explode. And that's when you see champagne just billow over. Well, the very similar process that happens in the human body. So as the parietal bones come out, you can look at this, by the way, on a live MRI um, videos. They're all over YouTube of a birth, but you'll see the baby's head come out very similar to that of a champagne cork. That champagne cork, uh, the head will come out, the parietals will go forth, and that's what starts the pull or the release because the bones have a different response. It's not just the force of the mother forcing the child out, but the bones need to articulate properly against gravity, and that's what you start getting those push-pull milestones from. As it starts to happen, there's a draw or pull up through the nasal cavities in the palate. This is the first strike of the tongue. It's not a reflex, but it's actually a, you'll feel that or hear that strike in that sense. Um, that will need to happen. There's foam lined in the baby's lungs and that, that strike, just like the champagne cork doing that, uh, you will get the foam to open up and that what creates an inward force and an outward force. The outward force being, first of all, the vaginal canal, baby being squeezed out, rotated out from the mother, and then at the same time, that palate strike and then that oxygen foam right as a baby's coming out, that 
first breath and then hopefully into a cry. The cry is there and very important to regulate power. Baby's breath needs to go all the way down into the pelvic area and the breathing will actually fan out the pelvis almost like a butterfly. Where is it when there's respiratory distress, that's where the breathing retracts. Um, and you'll you'll have where the pelvis is actually sucked in or pulled into the diaphragm. It's a completely different organization of breath and can be pretty detrimental, especially later on. Again, when you go to walk and you don't have that heel toe because you didn't have a pubic bone strike or walk through the iliac crest. But when that breath happens, that big full breath, now the system is opposing gravity and it's opposing gravity with breath And that's when the body starts regulating very quickly that opposition to gravity, which is all movements or the basis of all movements within the human body. So the breath is really important. Now, what happens when breath fails? First of all, we could be looking at a C-section. A C-section is meant to keep the mother and the baby from harm's way. There's been some sort of emergency or stress on either one of them and they're going to come out via C-section. Now, first of all, if it's an emergency C-section, then there'll be a difference because contractions took place. And most likely, if it was a full labor, and there's that distress. However, if it's a premature labor, meaning that the actual contractions didn't happen, or a planned C-section, which again, the contractions didn't happen. There's open discussion for deviations because the movements necessary, especially of creating a transfer of active and passive muscles over from the mother, from the womb, from the contraction phase into the baby didn't take place. The baby didn't get descend into position. They didn't crown. They didn't do all these things. That's fine. Again, as long as the baby's alive and the mother's alive, we've done our job. But at the same time, There's developmental movement patterns that need to happen with that. And when they're deviated, there can be a problem. Now, one of the deviations can be is, let's say, a butt first, foot first delivery. And now this whole issue of cavitation or or movement presentation of cavitation did not take place. This is where sometimes you have to force the cry out of the baby. But again, what they're not realizing is that suck and and there will be a higher chance of that baby not being able to nurse or receive, be able to suck or receive food because, again, the, the parietal bones didn't get that first articulation and put the spine into extension to do all those things. When you're looking at that, that's when breath really needs to be worked on in a way that you're bringing in that expansion. So all of the chest needs to breathe in all directions. So you first have to see if the baby's breath is being pulled in. Now you can see this in my newborn movement assessment, but the difference between Max and Adam's breathing is quite substantial because Max's breath is being brought into his diaphragm or towards his diaphragm. He kind of has that shaky and then he falls, um, he can't maintain his absolute horizon where Adam breathes into the pelvis and, and the counters already start with the pelvic and he has a different abilities to move just within that breath ratio into the body. If that foam hasn't set up, then that doesn't take place within the lungs and it doesn't establish its expansion. So we have premature lungs and that has to be dealt with as to how we are forcing air in. How we do that, there's various forms from intubation to cannulation for oxygen support. And those will also have an implication onto the breath because now the breath is being forced in versus drawn in. 
right? Those are the difference where people think we are pulled by gravity. No, we're not. Gravity is a binding force. It's a rotational binding force, but it's not a pulling force. If I'm starting to fall or if I'm succumbing to gravity or if my system has succumbed to gravity, then yes, gravity is a pull. But if I'm a healthy nervous system, then I'm always in opposition to gravity and gravity's not pulling me down on purpose. I'm not being pulled from my chair. So you'll see those complications there coming into play. Now, obviously, there's obvious obstructions. Let's say cord wrapped around the neck, a distressed baby, those kind of things. They have to be looked at, too, as where they are with the prematurity. The biggest problem with prematurity and babies born too soon is their skin ratio. So when their skin is too wide or too much, then the breath can't fill it and you don't get that double input. So when I breathe in and take a deep breath, well, you will feel my ribs expand, but so does the tension on my skin, my epidermis. And so a lot of things come into play. My circulatory responses, my lymphatic responses. There's all these different plays that come in. It's not just that I'm taking breath in or it's being transferred to another area, sort of like we were taught. They actually have to play within one another. And that's something you want to look at. When a baby is born too soon, you really want to start working on them. And that's where movement lesson comes into play, that the work done on the chest response as the skin to skeletal ratio starts to change. You want to be there. It's very similar to if you watch someone now, a lot of kids don't play like we used to. And so let's say I see a 20-year-old now with kyphosis. Well, what that is, as I know, let's say he really likes to use the Game Boy. And in a sense, he was playing on his handheld device. And he had a growth sport of four to four to five inches, let's say that summer. Normally, you would work that out by shooting hoops, riding a bicycle, and so forth as your body gets into these movements and learns to grow and take on the size. Whereas if you've been playing your Game Boy around it, in a sense, you grow around it and you and you work you warp out. And um, that's a lifetime bone growth thing. And you really want to get in there as that growth ratio is happening very quickly during the first three months um, in proportion wise. I mean, if we grew as much now as as a baby does within the first years, as far as ratio, <laughs> we'd have a bunch of unhappy campers out here. So we really have to look at that, but you want to work on the the rib ratios and the breath ratios. I hope that gives you something to think about. If your child has had issues with breathing, obviously you're seeking help with your professional, but realize, please, this is about baby movements. And one of the biggest secrets that you can have for your super baby is they need to be able to organize their breath. Keep that in mind. If you need Movement Lesson for Parents Practitioners on our Facebook or Movement Lesson Academy. There's plenty of courses. I have a free course to help your child with breathing. I have a free course to help you with breathing. I did this in response to COVID. I didn't want anybody in trouble trying to get their breath back. I'm Michelle Turner for Movement Lesson. Thank you so much for listening.